Around the world, they drink this beverage in its many exotic forms. Half coffee and half hot milk. You go to the Word of God and find out who you are. Whether it's next year, 10 years, 20 years from now, you'll never be able to say that these brothers lied to you, Jack. Believe the scriptures. Thank you for listening to Macchiato's Music and the Scriptures. I'm your host, Martinez Billingsley. We are here again with another episode. I appreciate all my faithful listeners, everybody that continues to support, listen, and share this podcast. If you'd like to follow me on social media, Snapchat, Instagram, and Twitter, you can follow me at mbills314. You can like our Facebook page at Macchiato's Music and the Scriptures. And if you would like to send me a letter of uh, encouragement or whatever, Whatever. You may just want to tell me about, you know, tell me what's on your mind or whatever have you. You can email me at mmsmedia314 at gmail.com. Now let's get into today's show. Today we're going to talk about a four-letter word called hope. H-O-P-E. Hope. Now, to some, this may seem to be elementary, but it's not elementary. It's actually something that you need in your life because there are a lot of people in today's society that don't have hope. You would think that they do, and even you that currently may be listening, you may have given up hope. Well, I'm here to tell you that you do not need to give up hope. Some people say, don't get your hopes up. Get your hopes up as high as you can because God can do it. Now, let's first define hope. What is hope? Hope is a feeling of expectation and a desire for a certain thing to happen. Let's go to Hebrews chapter 11. Very familiar passage of scripture. Hebrews chapter 11. Let's look at verse 1. It says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Let's read it again. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So if faith, basically, if if we're reading this correctly, it says faith is the substance of things hoped for. So if you're not hoping for anything, if you don't have any hope, what can faith give substance to? Okay, because you need your faith because the Bible tells us if you go down to verse six, it says, but without faith, it is impossible to please him. So we need faith. So faith needs hope. It needs to work with hope. What is faith? Faith is acting on God's word. Faith is believing in what God said will come to pass without any external evidence. You don't need anything from the outside dictating to you that this is going to happen. If the Bible promises you that, then you're going to get that if you act on the word. Now, there are some promises in the word of God that you ain't got to act on. It's going to happen whether you act on it or not. But there are some promises that are conditional. For instance, prayer, God's not, God is not obligated to just answer something that you're not requesting. 
You see what I'm saying? You can't just say, well, God know I need it, so let's just let him do it. No, you need to communicate. God says, yeah, he know what he has need of before you ask him, but that's relationship. He wants you to come to him. He says, whatsoever you ask in my name, I will do it. Now, you don't tell your mom and your daddy that when you was growing up. You didn't just, if you was hungry as a child, you would say, yo, I'm hungry. You're not just going to sit there and cry. Well, babies do that. That's the key. Babies sit and cry. And then the parent knows, okay, maybe the baby is hungry. Once you get of age, no more crying. Now, I'm not saying it's bad to cry, but you know what I'm saying? If you have a need, you need to open your mouth. You see what I'm saying? So faith gives substance to hope. So we need to be hoping for something. So you can't give up hope. That's the last thing you don't need to give up is hope because you need hope. So let's go to another passage. Let's go to Romans chapter 15. Look at verse 13. It says, now the God of hope. Wow, he's the God of hope. Now the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that ye may abound in hope through the power of the Holy Ghost. See, when you are in need of hope, the Holy Spirit is right there to help you. You're not, we're not in this battle alone. We're not in nothing alone. The devil wants you to give up hope to make you believe that you are alone. And that's what causes people to give up hope because they feel like I don't have any support on my right. I don't have any support on my left. I'm not getting support from my family. I'm not getting support from my friends. Okay. But that is no reason to give up hope because God is with you. Hold on to hope. Hope is a goal setter. You need something to hope for. Whether if it's your, you're hoping for your kids to graduate high school or college, you're hoping for the uh, kids to get a scholarship, you're hoping to be a homeowner someday, you're hoping to lose weight, you're hoping to gain weight, you're hoping whatever your hope is, and I pray that your hope is something positive, because we're not hoping for anything negative. Let your faith meet your hope and everything will flow into play. Romans 12, verse 12. Rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation, continuing instant in prayer. Oh, okay, so we see that prayer is attached to hope. So if you feel like your hope is a little rocky, things are just coming at you from the left and right and like, oh my goodness, I'm gonna give up hope. No, you're not. You're going to hold on to that hope, and the way you're going to hold on to it is you're going to hold on to it through prayer. He said, rejoicing in hope. You got to rejoice. What is rejoicing? Rejoicing is simply celebrating. It's excitement. Oh, I don't have nothing to be excited about. Well, you got to get your eyes on the Word of God. You're looking at the wrong thing. If you're not excited about what you're hoping for, it's because you're looking at the problem instead of the God of hope. The word of God is full of hope, okay? If you don't have any natural hope, get you some Bible hope. Rejoicing in hope. I know God's gonna do it because the word of God says he's gonna do it. Father, I thank you that you are making a way out of no way for me. Father, I thank you that you are building up character in me. Lord God, I, that, that's rejoicing. You see how I'm, see how I did that? You know what I'm saying? It's taking your mind off the situation and you're placing your heart and your mind on God. And in return, it builds up spiritual strength. Now, of course, that's easier said than, said than done, but it needs to get done. If you expect a 
victorious outcome. Speaking of victorious outcome, let's go to Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 11. For I know the thoughts that I think toward you. This is God talking. For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, saith the Lord. Thoughts of peace, not of evil, to give you an expected end. The English Standard Version says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans for welfare and not for evil, to give you a future and a hope. So, wow. So now you know that God thinks positive. Of See, God is positive. God is not negative. God is not what you see on TV. God is not about what you read on social media. God is about everything good. Yes, there's bad going on in the world. The Bible calls Satan the God of this world system. Now that's another teaching for another time and we will deal with that. We're going to deal with the fall of man and another teaching and why the world is in such chaos and why, and why it may seem like God doesn't care. Oh, he cares. He cares and he loves us. And he promises to protect and preserve his children. We're going to deal with that later on. But you need to know this. God is positive. If you don't take anything else from this podcast, know that God is positive. You know how people say positive vibes only? Yeah, God is positive. I only want to be around positive. Positivity gives you a different look on life when you think positive. So God has already designed a future and a hope for us. So our hope needs to be in what God has already hoped for us. God wants us to prosper spiritually, financially, mentally. He wants us to be in health, in good health. God desires all these wonderful things for us. We have no reason not to have any hope. We don't have any hope because we're looking at the wrong thing. We're constantly looking at the news. Every day they're telling you about something Donald Trump did or didn't do. Every day they're telling you about what's going on in your local community, how the crime rate is doubled. Every day they're going to tell you about minimum wage, how it dropped. Oh, it's going up. Oh, it's dropped. Oh, it's right here. Every day they're going to show you up. All the cops killed another unarmed black male. You're looking at all of these things. You haven't decided to pick up the Bible and read in that paper and see what God has said about you. That's where our hope comes from. Let's keep going because I'm going to build you up with hope. And as I'm talking to you, I'm talking to me as well. 1 Corinthians 13, 13. It says, so now faith hope and love abide these three but the greatest of these is love didn't say hope wasn't great it just says the greatest out of these three is love reason being nothing can work without love you can be the most powerful person on the planet if you don't love it has no it takes no effect doesn't count you can give somebody some money grudgingly hey take it you want it just take it it's not received Love is the greatest because love is what makes everything else work. Faith works by love. It tells you that in the book of Galatians. Faith works by love. No love, no faith. Watch this. No love, no hope. Love and hope go hand in hand as well. You can't hope for something positive, hope for a faithful outcome, but you're not walking in love. How can you hope? and expect something great in your life when you're praying on the next man's downfall. You can't do that. God expects differently from us. I don't know why we think God is going to accept just anything that we give him because he's God. He has a set of standards too. Now he loves us and just like a parent, he's gonna continue to redirect. God is on the right path, correct us when we need to be corrected. 
if we still don't correct it when he's trying to correct us, he'll let us bump our head. Simple and plain. God ain't gonna let me bump my head. You keep being disobedient, you gonna bump your head. God is just like a parent. We're supposed to mimic our parenting from him. Look at Proverbs chapter 23. It says, for surely there is an end and thine expectation shall not be cut off. The English Standard Version says, surely there is a future and your hope will not be cut off. Let's read up a couple of verses before that so we can get a clear understanding. Verse 16, it says, yea, my reigns shall rejoice when thy lips speak right things. Let not thine heart envy sinners, but be thou in the fear of the Lord all the day long. For surely there is an end and thine expectation shall not be cut off. Does that make it clear for you? He's saying don't be envying, don't be envious of sinners. A sinner is not a person that sins. A sinner is a person who, has, who hasn't accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and their Savior. We all were sinners saved by grace. A sinner is not what you do. You're a sinner because of how you were born. We were all born in sin, shaped in iniquity. That's a sinner, it's your nature. Once you get born again, you're not a sinner. You've been saved by grace. Doesn't mean you don't sin, but you're not a sinner. That nature of sin is no longer in you because Jesus Christ has replaced that. And you are now a product of him. Hallelujah. So he's saying, don't be envious of sinners. People who haven't made a commitment to God and from your viewpoint, it's like, yo, I'm doing all these things that I know the Bible tells me to do, but it seems like the dude who live in reckless or the woman who live in reckless seem like they, they, they excelling in life. It seems like all oh, their bills always paid. They just living life on vacation. Don't seem like they ever have to struggle or X, Y, and Z. Here you go, it's oranges and apples. You trying to compare it. Stop comparing. You're looking at them. Remember, let's get our eyes on the word. He's saying, don't be envious of them. For surely there is an end. An end is coming to what they're doing. They're going to hit a crossroads to where that's not going to be enough for them. They're going to want Jesus. So now if you be the person that they decide to turn to, you got to be ready. They can't draw hope from you and you're hopeless. The hope that you have in you is the hope of Jesus Christ. Now they need that hope. They need the hope of salvation. So surely that, my friend, is coming to an end. All that party and all that stuff that you see, that's gonna come to an end. And they're gonna want Jesus. He says your hope will not be cut off. So what you're hoping for, what I'm hoping for, what we're all hoping for won't be cut off. Now, if you don't have it, now if you're not hoping for anything, get you something to hope for. You're hoping for something. Everybody hoping for something. Even if you're hoping that you get a full paycheck next next Friday, we all hoping for something. Get your hope on it so that your faith can give substance to it. You understand? Let me give you an example of hope so that I can make it even more clear to you. You want a house, right? Let's say you got one million dollars cash don't have to pay it back. Someone gave you $1 million and said, listen, go build the house of your dreams. Now your budget is 1 million, so it can't be above 1 million. So your dream better be a little under one. <laughs> so they say, build the house of your dreams. You got $1 million budget. Before you build the house, there's something called a blueprint. You get with some architects, they'll draw you out a blueprint. You'll say, hey, I want my stairs. I want like a spiral. I want a glass this. I want the shower in the back. I want all this. So they draw up a blueprint for you, for you and for them. 
draw it up so you can see it. The blueprint is complete. They now present you the blueprint of the house that you said that you wanted. You see it, immediately your eyes glow, and you're like, wow. You can already visually see it. They made it so vivid. And you're like, yo, when y'all can get started? I can't wait to see my house. So they take it, and now they're going to work on your house. Meanwhile, you're showing family, friends, hey, this, hey, you getting your house built? Yeah, this this the blueprint right here. Maybe you're showing them on your phone. This the blueprint. Oh, that's nice. Your hope is the blueprint. Faith are the men that's building the house. They couldn't build it without the blueprint. They can't just start building. They don't know what they're building. They got a blueprint. Now they can build. And in due time, your house will be complete. God is so amazing. Don't give up hope. I'll be right back. Let's get to the music. Macchiato's music in the Don't ever, don't ever, the way that you love me. 
That was Jonathan McReynolds with The Way That You Love Me. Welcome to the B-Sides. Real quickly, let's talk about doing the impossible. Turn to Mark chapter 9. Look at verse 23. Jesus said unto him, If thou canst believe, all things are possible to him that believeth. If thou canst believe, all things are possible to them or to him that believeth. He didn't say all things are possible. He said all things are possible to them that believe. If you don't believe, it's not possible for you. But it may be possible for the next man because they believe. Start believing God. When he says he's going to do something, he's going to do it. We don't have to wonder if he's going to do it. He's not obligated to come on our timetable. God doesn't have no time. He doesn't live in time. He's he's eternal. He doesn't operate off of time. We operate off of time. As far as God is concerned, it's already done. So let's thank and praise God that he doesn't allow things to manifest in our lives beyond our ability to handle. But know that he's going to release your answer at the appointed time. If thou can believe, all things are possible to them that believe. You can do the impossible. There is nothing that can stop you. If God is for you, who can be against you? Now, I know everybody quotes that, but let me tell you something. If you're doing in your heart that you know God told you to do, nothing can stop you. I don't care how many bill collectors are calling. I don't care what's going on at your current job. I don't care what may be going on in your family. Stay focused. Keep your hopes up. Do not let your hope down. Keep your hope up. Or your hopes. Because some of us, we we hoping for for more than just one thing. So I'm going to make it plural. Hopes. Faith is going to meet us at our hope. Hope is the blueprint. Faith are the workers. Faith is an action word. Faith works. He said in Hebrews 11:6, we read it, it is impossible to please him without faith. But it's possible to please him with faith. Trust. That's all faith is in the simplest form. Trust. You trust God. 
get in the Bible, get you a concordance. A concordance is something, uh, it's, it's, a, it's a book of words, biblical words, or just words in general. And it's gonna give you all the scriptures where that word can be found. So if you say, hey, I need some hope, you can go to the word hope and they'll give you all the scriptures where that word hope can be found. Get in them scriptures, build your faith up. Build your faith up. But whatever the situation is, God has an answer for any problem that we're facing. It's in the Bible. You're gonna prove the naysayers wrong. Stay focused. It's not about you trying to outshine somebody. God's not gonna bless that. God blesses humility and faithfulness. That's what he wants out of us. Humility and faithfulness. Go after your dream, because I'm going after mine, and I'm going to get it. <laughs> I love y'all. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Macchiato's Music in the Scriptures. Remember the book of Romans, chapter 3, verse 4, the latter part. Let God be true, and every man be a liar. Until next time, I'm out.